This is Pulse 95. Life beats. Life beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Welcome back to Life Beats on Pulse 95 with me, Sally Musa. Now it is time to uh, welcome to the show arts and culture reporter at the National Said. Said, hello and welcome. Hey, how are you guys? So good to have you back. It's been a while. It's been insanely busy, has it not? Yes, that's right. You know, you know, we do call November Mad-vember. Yes. Because um, it just, there's so many things, you know, happening. Festivals, concerts. I mean, right now, you know, we have Abu Dhabi Art um, running as we speak. Yesterday, we had an Alberta Festival also happening in Abu Dhabi. Meanwhile, Dubai got concerts. It's just everything happening. Amazing. Now, uh, you have been extremely busy uh, covering uh, a big, a big uh, launch here in the Middle East. Spotify is finally launching in the Middle East, Said. Yes, that's right. So, um, yeah, so it, 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 it kind of feels weird to kind of say it, that Spotify has come here to the Middle East. People kind of assumed that you know it has been here but actually it hasn't i mean um so spotify actually now is officially available so that means you can kind of download the app you know on your mobile phone and uh, um and generally kind of access you know over 40 million songs um you know and from playlist albums the whole thing the thing about spotify middle east and north africa because that's how it's kind of named it's that it's not just the replica of what we have in america so, or, or Europe. This is um, a very, this, the Spotify here has a very regional flavor. Um, there's playlists catered, you know, to, um, you know, to music from Morocco, Saudi Arabia, the UAE. So, so it has, so it's a great, it's a great window if you want to hear songs, you know, from the region and what's bubbling. That's fantastic. That's exactly what we need. We need uh, you know, that kind of Spotify is such a huge platform, global platform. Uh, and to see regional music being showcased there, that is huge. Is it not, Saeed? Yes, that's right. And also, I mean, it's, um, look, we are kind of, I mean, the music industry is, you know, moving towards, you know, a, um, a streaming a streaming platform. I mean, Spotify kind of pioneered that when they entered the market 10 years ago. So now it's, so uh, by it coming here also as well, as well as, you know, um, allowing more music to be heard, it's also an opportunity for independent artists, you know, from the region as well to kind of get involved and, you know, showcase their music in what is really one of the world's biggest music um, platforms. Of course, what we um, know and love Spotify for is their mood playlists. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, this is going to be, I think it's going to be opening up a whole uh, you know, new group of people that you probably would never have heard from before and exploring something completely different. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, I mean, I've been kind of, yeah, I've been playing, you know, with the, um, with the mood, um, with the mood playlist. So you have everything. I mean, every, I mean you have uh, playlists, um, you know, with, with kind of simple names like focus, like workout, <laughs> like jazzy dinner, you know. The celebrity uh, ones are very vibes. cool. The celebrity <laughs> ones are cool, aren't they? When you get a celebrity, exactly. like Barack Obama's playlist, or yes. you know, yes, exactly. So, and also, I guess, I mean, it kind of shows you as well. I mean, it kind of brings you back to the days of the playlist with the cassettes. Yes, you yes. remember that? Yes, you know, the mixtape. You know, 
<laughs> exactly. You know, when you're making um, uh, a cassette for somebody, it's a kind of it's a labor of love. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, it was. You're yeah, taking so me back, man. It means something. So, you know, so when you hear like a playlist by Barack Obama or like by Stephen King or something, you do kind of get an insight, you know, into what they think and how they feel. All right. So we're, we're looking at more than 40 million songs uh, now available through millions of albums and, and playlists through Spotify. Uh, as you said, of course, we've got the Arabic uh, music coming through as well regionally. Um, how does this kind of affect uh, Saeed? You know, of course, us as consumers, because we love streaming, we love downloading music now. Um, but how does it affect the artists as well? So take me through that. Okay, yeah. So it is, yeah. So there's a couple of things that there's a couple of, um, we're talking about how artists um, can kind of um, interact, you know, with this service. Mm. All right. So, okay. So uh, to put it kind of simply, Spotify is not like basically like a YouTube or another video platform where you basically, as an artist, um, I just upload the song and that's it. You know, the way Spotify works, it has to be done through a third party. Basically, that means if I'm an independent artist, I either, um, I either have the song uploaded into Spotify, you know, by a record label or by a distributor. Mm-hmm. A distributor is, is basically just like an agent to kind of make sure that your, you know, that your music goes up online. And the reason that is, is because when Spotify pays, you know, um, um, your fee, when Spotify pays your money for the number of streams that you get, it ensures that the money goes to you. So basically, it, it goes to your, to your label or to your distributor who will then give you back the money. Okay. You know, so, the, yeah, so the middleman there is basically a, a, is, is basically there for Spotify to kind of give the money to to ensure that the money comes back to you. Because mm. there's so many artists out there, Spotify cannot just give you the money directly into your account. Mm, okay. All right. I see how it works for artists now. But for us as consumers, is it expensive? How does it compare uh, to the international, uh, you know, counterparts of, of Spotify in the US, in the UK? Um, in terms of pricing, look, we're paying um, nineteen ninety nine dirhams, so essentially twenty dirhams, and this is the same price that you're paying here um, for Apple Music as well. So mm-hmm. it's a very kind of comp- it's a very kind of competitive rate. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, I mean, the, the, what makes Spotify different um, than Apple Music is that Apple Music does not have. Um, a free tier, right? Essentially, right. yeah. So what Apple Music does, it might give you a free for one month, but then you kind of have to kind of sign up. But you've got what, a free tier with Spotify. You can keep exactly. Stay there. Yeah. So with, yeah. So with Spotify, the free tier means basically you can hear songs, but basically every six or seven songs, it'll, um, your flow <laughs> will be interrupted by a commercial. <laughs> Yeah, so uh-huh. yeah, so yeah, so it depends how you feel. I'm a kind of person. If I get a commercial, I'll just go absolutely crazy. I can't. I can't, you can't have somebody. Do it. You know, so I you're can't have pay. my my music, you know, disturbed by chocolate bar <laughs> ad. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all goes. You, of course, uh, sat down for an exclusive interview with the Spotify uh, Mina team, and that is in your article for the National as well. Uh, we're going to be talking about Guy Manukian next. Coming back to the UAE and also remembering the legend, the comic book legend that is Stan Lee. That's all coming up next with Said Said here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95.
keeping it local all day, every day. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. We're back with Saeed. Saeed, he is the arts and culture reporter at The National, talking through uh, some of the biggest happenings in arts and culture at the moment. And of course, Saeed, uh, we lost a real-life superhero this week in the comic book legend Stan Lee. Yes, that's right. That is, um, it was sad news and a moment of pause for anyone, I guess, you know, who, who's remotely involved in anything pop culture. Um, Stan Lee, the comic book creator, passed away at the age of 95. Um, he's the person behind all your favorite comics, really. They talk about Spider-Man, Iron Man, the Hulk, and other, uh, and other kind of sub-characters from the Marvel comic superheroes universe. So, um, yes, so, yeah, so he passed away, and understandably, like, um, two generations, you know, of, of, of people out there, from celebrities to normal folks, took to social media and Twitter and Twitter to discuss what this great man means to them. They really did. Uh, from the likes of Robert Downey Jr. saying, I owe it all to you. Rest in peace, Stan, of course. Uh, him being Iron Man, Chris Evans, there will never be another Stan Lee for decades. He provided both young and old with adventure, escape, comfort, confidence, inspiration, strength, friendship and joy. He exuded love and kindness and will leave an indelible mark on so so, so many lives. Excelsior, he says, uh, and so many others. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Tom Holland, Zoe Saldana. The list goes on. Hugh Jackman, it's endless, right? But Yes, th- yeah. yes that's right. And the thing is also as well, uh, one of the things that really um, hasn't also been mentioned is the fact that um, the, the hip-hop community has also took... Um, the death of Stanley Nilhard. I mean, when you have people like, you know, from Eminem's camp, like, you know, um, Denon Porter, for example, all this, and all this kind of other rappers, um, you know, who spoke about how important Stanley means to them. And for them, they mentioned, because Stanley, a lot of his characters were outsiders. Yeah. The people that were not essentially um, accepted, you know, you know, by the by the norm, and they and they and these rappers and other musicians kind of felt an affinity with that. So they loved Stanley's novels. I mean, they didn't view them also as just mere entertainment. They were kind of inspiring, you know, and, and fueled their creative spirit also. He really did. He inspired everybody. Everybody. It's just phenomenal. Like you said, he uh, he really put the human into superheroes, right? Uh, because yes, that's he, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing is, like, it's important just to kind of also as well, just to kind of talk about um, the context as well. I mean, I mean, it's not like I mean, Stanley didn't essentially invent the comic. I mean, before you know, before he entered, uh, I mean, when he entered into the market, essentially all those years ago. I mean, Superman, you know, was still avail- Superman was still available, and other comics as well. But what Stanley was able to do was basically, in a way, go underneath their armor you know i mean stanley's like in stanley's superheroes like his supermans they had money problems you know they had marital problems they, you know they worried you know they were about society you know they were very socially conscious and this is what stanley was able to do he allowed his characters to be more vulnerable yeah completely uh what's funny as well i mean you know amongst the uh the 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 ways that he made them human and relatable i mean he gave them dandruff he gave them he gave them ingrown toenails he gave them you know acne you know teenage problems you know for spider-man 
it just it was all you know these things that made you connect with the character on a whole other level you know the x-men series it's all about being an outsider and you know being persecuted for being different and it just it changed so many people and it inspired so many and I think this is the reason why these, um, you know, these characters will always live on. These characters will always have a movie spin-off, you know, every yeah. decade because they're talking about, you know, human stories which are often timeless. Amazing. Rest in peace, uh, Stan Lee, uh, dead at the age of 95, but his legacy absolutely continues. Now, uh, talking uh, about uh, the musician, the amazing Lebanese Armenian American <laughs> musician uh, Gimanuki, and he's back. He's going to be back in the UAE as aid. Yes, that's right. And you know, judging to our research as well, Gimanukian is going to be basically the first Lebanese artist to perform a solo show. Um, at a Dubai Opera. Wow. Other Lebanese artists that performed at the, um, at the venue in Dubai um, were part of festivals as well. So it's a bit of a... Um, so um, he's very well aware of that, Guy. Um, you know, so he's viewing this show as very, very important, an important career notch. And yes, he's going to be bringing, you know, his kind of evocative blend of mostly instrumental music that's going to merge, you know, emerge, um, you know, Lebanese folk, some Armenian folk as well, and as well as his love for, you know, Western jazz as well. So it's going to be basically a show, I would say, a fatouche of style. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great way of putting it. I like it. But, do you know, he's kind of uh, famous for, you know, do, taking... Uh, legendary songs from Um Kulthum, from Abdul Halim Hafid, um, and kind of giving them his own unique instrumental spin. He's a pianist, uh, but he, you know, w- just kind of describe his style for us for those who don't really know Gimanukian. Yes, yes, that's right. I mean, look, I think it's important to kind of differentiate what um, Gimanukian does on concert and on the album. Mm. I mean, on the album, he's kind of, it's, it's kind of like an oriental jazz. He's kind of more adventurous with it and, you know, and, and adds different elements, you know, of, of Armenian Lebanese folk. But when he's playing a concert, and uh, which, we, which he will on Saturday, again, yeah, he will be taking, as you said, you know, these classical songs by Abdul Halim Hafez, by Warda, you know, by Najwa Khan, and he'll, he'll start off from a familiar place with their pieces so that way you all get involved and then we'll kind of take it into a different direction, whether it's through whether it's through the Armenian flavor or whether through a Lebanese folk style. And, you know, so he'll always kind of keep you interested. I mean, yeah. he, he's trying to basically interpret it, these songs to his own style, so they're not really covers. Definitely someone who's going to keep you on your toes artistically. Uh, and uh, here is a little bit of his music now. This is Helua Yabaladi. Said Said, thank you so much. We love our weekly catch-up with you. We'll see you next week. A pleasure. Have a great weekend. And you. Keeping it local, all day, every day.